word of God, that would be great. We're going to be in Hebrews 3, 12 through 14. It's on page 1002. Starting in verse 12. Take care, brothers, lest there be any of you an evil, unbelieving heart, leading you to fall away from the living God. But exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. For we have come to share in Christ, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end. The word of the Lord. Charles, you guys can be seated. Come on up here. I'm going to pray for this brother here, and then he will lead us as he teaches us from the Word of God. I love this man. Charles is one of your pastors. He is the pastor over missions, and he also has watch care over the realm of worship. Um, And so he leads us well um, in those areas. So my hope this morning is that you would join me as we pray for him. Feeling a little under the weather, but I have no doubt we will hear from God um, nonetheless. So let's pray. God, I pray that you would speak that you would take these words and that you would reveal yourself to us through them as you, Holy Spirit, empower my brother in Christ to proclaim these truths to us. It's in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Thanks, John. Uh, This morning, we've got uh, a shorter passage, and we're really mainly going to focus just in on verse 13. But exhort one another every day, as long as it's called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. What I want us to do is just take a few minutes and, and reflect back on, on this past year. Uh, and as we think about this year, think about how this passage um, has impacted us this year, how we've encouraged one another, spurred, spurred each other on um, to make, it, make a difference um, in the places that God has called us to. Um, some of you may or may not know, but uh, I've... January 1, I, I've switched jobs, so um, I'm no longer working for our state convention. I'm going to be working for our national office. Uh, so the North American Commission Board that Jonathan was talking about, that's who I work for, um, starting January 1. And so my uh, house doesn't change. Um, my job, what I do, changes a little bit. It becomes narrower. Um, but uh, my work location changes, so uh, I no longer drive to 3085 Stevenson Drive, um, where Rachel drives to. Um, <clears throat> I get out of bed, go downstairs, take a shower, change my clothes, walk around the corner um, inside my house, and that's my new location. So uh, my wife and I are negotiating what that's going to look like day to day. So I've been getting advice from the Cheshires as Tom does the same thing at his place. Um, but I, I, give, I give you that illustration because there will be mornings that I will get out of bed, I will go take a shower, I'll grab my keys, I'll walk out to the garage, I'll open up the garage, and I'll be like, wait a second, where am I going? You know, because I'll just be kind of on autopilot, right? Because um, that's, that's what you do when you have those, those old routines and habits. Um, I don't know, for some of you that, that may have um, moved around here in Springfield, you know, you had a house in one location and you, you moved to a new location and you find yourself some days um, c- coming home from work uh, driving to the old house, right? You know, you go down a certain street and instead of making a right, you make a left and then you're like, 
wait a second, I don't live there anymore. So, um, Barnett's, does that happen to you? <laughs> Emily, okay, all right. So, yeah, so you, you, you find yourself just making those. And so sometimes it just takes a, it takes a season to, to rethink that. And so this morning, that's going to be kind of, I think, for some of us, what we're going to have to do as we, as we think about this idea of encouragement and, and exhorting each other. Because we, we may not be wired that way or may not be part of who we are or how we've been raised. Um, but as new creations, as new creatures in Christ... Um, this idea of exhorting each other daily needs to be a, needs to be a routine, needs to be a, a habit, needs to be a part of who we are. And so sometimes we, and you're going to hear me talk about this more later, have to be really intentional about going, I'm not going to go down the right street, I'm going to go down the left street, I'm going to make a different turn um, as, we, as we move into that. Because one of the things I'm learning in, in the new team that I'm on, my new boss is just extremely, um, is just a master of encouragement, um, is that it, it makes a huge difference. Um, if there's this regular, daily, ongoing um, encouraging that happens um, in the realm of brothers and sisters in Christ. Um, Yesterday I was uh, watching movies. We always get movies for Christmas, and so um, thanks to Carrie. And so one of the ones that we got was Unbroken. And so I've read the book, which, by the way, the book is way better than the screenplay because it just goes into way more detail and tells the story better. Um, but the screenplay is still good. Uh, and there's a, there's a scene in the screenplay at the beginning of, of Louis Zamperini's life. He's a, he's a kid who's headed down a path of destruction. He's, he's always in trouble. He's always you know, in fights. He's always stealing things. Um, but he's also very, very fast. Um, and uh, one day demonstrated his speed as he was running away from getting in trouble. And the track coach and his brother and the varsity track runners saw him running. And they're just like, we got to get that kid on our team. I mean, they didn't say that, but you could just see the, the way the, the scene was shot. And so... Um, so then you have this next scene where, where uh, Zamperini's uh, out running, um, Louis's out running, and his brother Pete's on a bike, and, and he's just kind of loping along, and his brother's challenging him, and he's just like, man, what's the point? Um, and, and his brother gives him this, this word of encouragement. He says, he says to Louis, he says, I want you to remember this. Um, <clears throat> if, if I can take it, I can make it. If I can take it, I can make it. And that one little phrase of encouragement just... Got implanted into Louis's heart, and he just he just carried that on for the rest of his rest of his life. And if you don't know the story, the the, the quick story is he um, uh, lied his way into the uh, the army arm, army air corps, I guess is what it would have been called then, um, and uh, ended up crashing at sea out in the South Pacific. Lived on the sea for 40, 40 plus days with one other guy, um, and then after that. Um, got rescued, <laughs> rescued by the Japanese, um, was brutalized by the Japanese for several months before the end of the war, and then finally made it back home. Um, when he came back home, came to know Christ at a Billy Graham crusade, um, and then lived his life for Christ um, to the end of his days until this past summer when he, when he died almost at the age of 100. Um, but I, I, I tell you that story um, to say that it all started really with that, with that brother giving him those words of encouragement, Pete believing in him, seeing something in him, and, and saying to him those things that, that stayed with him for the rest of his life. 
And so today, for us as a church, what, is it, what does it look like for us to take a few minutes to look back on, on 2015? For some, it was, a, it was a hard year, you know, for, for some of us. There were things happened in our families, things happened around our families. Uh, for, others of it, for others of us, it was a joyous year. It was a year where we saw um, new babies born, lots of new babies born this year, right, in our church. Um, it was a year where we saw people come to know Christ. It was a year where we got to celebrate um, some amazing things that God did through our church financially with, with the way we've been able to just be generous with, with our finances. I mean, as Jonathan said, don't, don't take lightly what, what we just did um, in giving away um, the money to make a difference in places like uh, Trieste, in places like the DR, in places like um, the Far East. Um, in places like right here in Springfield, we have folks who are faithfully uh, ministering to, to people that are living in the margins. And as a church, we need to remember and celebrate those things and be encouraged um, by those things. And so this morning, I want us to just take this passage and with those things in mind, look at this passage and how we can continue to remember. But as we remember, use it as a way for us to move forward into 2016 and effectively continue to make a difference in, in each other's lives. The first thing I want you to see in this passage in verse 13, it says, but exhort, but exhort one another. Um, If you think about the book of Hebrews, if you spend any time in the book of Hebrews, you see that idea over and over and over again, where the writer in Hebrews is constantly saying to um, his listeners, um, exhort one another, encourage one another, um, challenge each other, help each other to be ready to defend your faith, be ready to live well. Um, Hebrews chapter 10 um, talks about not giving up meeting together, summer in a habit of doing, um, for that idea of mutual encouragement so that the schemes of the devil don't come in and, and make an impact. Because here's, here's one of the things I want you to see about that whole idea of, 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 of um, exhortation, of encouragement, um, is that it only, takes, it only takes one person to begin to spiral out that it influences and impacts a whole community of believers. Um, I mean, it, it, it just takes one of us to begin to get to a place where we, where we don't believe, we, we see the, the hardening of our heart, and, and it just begins to spread. And so there's this idea of all of us as a community to constantly be, intentionally be, that's the word I want you to, to, to remember this morning, intentionally have your Holy Spirit radar up where you're just looking around and going, who is that person today that needs to hear a word from the Lord, that needs to be encouraged in their walk that needs to be encouraged to stand firm. Sometimes that encouragement may simply be a, um, uh, a hand in the small of their back, right? They just need to feel it there. So when they're tempted to take a step back, they feel that hand going, don't go anywhere. Stand your ground. Stand firm. Stand firm in the faith because you have the Holy Spirit dwelling in you. You can say the things that you need to say. You can live the way that you need to live. And so God has put me in your life to be his physical hands and feet and mouth to give you that word today. So how do we intentionally look around ourselves? How do we intentionally be aware? How do we make ourselves known in the community that we're a part of as well? 
Um, that, that's, that's why we, we, we say to each other, that's why when we talk about being covenant members, um, that we need to be around each other. We need to be known. If I, if I don't know where you're at, I don't know that I may need to give you a word of encouragement. If I'm not around, I, I'm, I'm not there to give the word of encouragement, right, that you needed. So how do we be intentional? How do we make ourselves known? And how do we remind ourselves, this is, this is not about making much of us. This is about making much of him. This is not about us just trying to blow smoke at somebody, right? Okay, we're not talking about brown nosing here. We're talking about having our eyes open, being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, seeing what God is doing in someone's life, and giving glory to God by the way that we bring encouragement, by the way that we bring exhortation, by the way that we, by the way that word can be used as a word of comfort or the word of help. That's what we're talking about. So when the scripture says, but in, exhort one another, that's what we're talking about. We're talking about that intentional, Holy Spirit-driven acknowledgement of what God is doing in someone else's life to help them to stand firm, to help them to recognize that God is working in their lives. You know, it's funny whenever um, you haven't seen someone for a long time um, and they look at you and are like, man, you've, you've changed. And you're like, really? I, I haven't noticed. You know, until someone else draws an image of you or says something about you, 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 just, you don't notice those changes, right? I mean, you know you're different. Um, you can look back at pictures and stuff, but you don't notice how things have changed. Um, my father-in-law posted a picture yesterday or two days ago. Um, my little brother, and his, my little brother's 14 years younger than me, and um, his wife's really crafty, and their kids do all kinds of fun, crafty things. And so one of the things they did for my mom and dad was they took a, a piece of... It may, it may have been a, um, um, a pallet. Yeah, thank you, Austin. I lost the word for a second. It may have been a miniature pallet, but what they did was they, they painted our entire family, okay? And each rung of the pallet had the kids' images of who was on the pallet, okay? So, you know, obviously what do you do when you see, you know, family members paint you, Right? you go find yourself, right? You know, it's like, well, how did they represent me, okay? So, which in my family, it's, it's pretty funny because all the men, except for my dad, are pretty much bald, okay? So my brother's bald, um, my brother-in-laws are pretty much bald, and my dad's got this nice full head of gray hair. So, so I was like, so, so you start at the bottom rung with my little brother and his family. It's like, yeah, there's a bald guy, I see him. And then um, my sister who lives in Colorado with... Her husband, although they kind of gave him kind of some fuzzy hair. Um, and then my next sister and her husband, he was bald, you know. And then it came to our family. And there was this bald guy with this big old white thing right around his chin. I was like, who's that? I was like, oh, wait, that's me, you know. So, uh, so, so to see their image of what they thought of me and how, I, how I've changed in their eyes. Because, you know, to me, this is not white. This is still kind of brown, gray, but it's, it's white, right? So, uh, you know, unless I decided to do the just for men thing, which won't ever happen. Um, but my, my point is this, is that, is that 
we need people to speak words of exhortation into us because oftentimes, because we live with ourselves, we don't see some of the changes that God has done in our life because we're there day in and day out with ourselves. We just don't see it. We don't see that we've, we've, we've grown. We don't see that, that all of a sudden, you know what, I, I, I don't respond to that situation the way that I used to respond. But we need a brother and sister in Christ to come along and say, man, you handled that differently. That, you're, you're different. I see God working in you. So, we need, so as brothers and sisters, we need to be intentionally um, have, again, that Holy Spirit antenna up and speaking those words of truth into each other's lives. But it's not just the idea about being intentional. It's also the idea that we need to do it daily. We need to do it daily. Um, as long as it is called today. Let's think about that for a few minutes. Whenever uh, I left my last place of employment, IBSA, um, at our last staff meeting, they had, they had a little ice cream social for me. Um, and at that, everybody got up and said very encouraging, nice things. And it was, it was really appreciated. I mean, it was, it was really great to hear, you know, just all these different people throughout the day um, and, and during our team meeting. Our, our team had a time of prayer for me and prayed over me as I transitioned to this new job. Um, and so it was, it, it was a really cool time. It was a really cool day to have all of that affirmation and encouragement. Um, but one of the things that I said to them as I, as I looked back um, on that morning and, and while we were there, I said, um, don't let this be your habit of you waiting to say these things whenever someone is leaving. Make this a part of your, your daily routine. Because um, the scripture says right here, but exhort one another every day as long as it is called today. Exhort one another every day. Don't wait. How often in your day does God bring someone to mind? You know, just, just out of the blue, all of a sudden you remember someone's name. You know, or as you're driving along in your car, you, you think about someone. Or as you're changing a diaper, or as you're doing something at work, or, or wherever you're at, all of a sudden a name just comes across your mind. Why is that? That's the Holy Spirit working in you saying, I, I need you to go right now. I need you to stop and, and, and pick up the phone. Maybe, maybe, that may mean pulling over to the side of the road and just, just making a quick phone call. Or in my case, going, hey, Siri, call John Kleinschmidt, you know, right? Um, and, and just dropping that person, uh, uh, hey, I, I was just thinking about you. I was just praying for you. I don't know what's going on in your life right now, but I just want to be an encouragement to you. Um, God brought this verse to mind. You know, live faithfully him today. Don't be ashamed to proclaim his gospel today. That's, that's the verse that God, God brought to me for you today. Don't, don't wait to do those things. Because I, I don't know about you, but for me, oftentimes, God will bring someone's name to mind and, and I'll go, you know what, I'll, I'll do that here in a few minutes. I need to finish this up and then I forget. I've, I've, I've missed the moment. Or I'll remember like at 11.30 at night, right? You know, I'll be getting ready to crash. It's like, oh, yeah, I was going to sin, you know. So even then, don't, don't not do it. Go ahead and do it. Because, because we need that daily 
It, it needs to be a part of that daily routine. Like I was telling you earlier about that whole idea of when we go to a new house, we oftentimes forget and we go back to the old house. So there may be a season where you literally just ask someone, hey, will you, will you remind me? Maybe your wife, it may be a coworker that, that's another believer. Maybe somebody here in the church. Will you, will, can we just hold each other accountable for a season so that this becomes part of who we are? Because this is not a suggestion. It's a command of Scripture. Exhort one another daily, as long as it's called today. So the idea behind that is that don't put off tomorrow what you can do today. You may not have tomorrow, right? So live today as if it is the last. Live, it, live as if God is going to come back tomorrow. So take advantage of the opportunities that he gives you to exhort and encourage one another. Be regular with that. So for me... Um, because I, I went through this kind of personally about a month ago. Um, there were for about two weeks, I literally, um, and you may think, well, that's, that's, that's kind of manufactured, but I needed it to help me. Um, I literally put a reminder in my calendar, okay? I just put it on my calendar. Certain time of day, that sucker went off. Have you encouraged anybody today? Because oftentimes, I get, when, I'm at, when I'm at work, I get very task-oriented. I don't know about you. Uh, man, I, I'm, I'm just, I'm checking the list off. Rachel knows because she works right outside my office. And sometimes that door's closed and I'm just in there and I'm on the phone. Um, I'm typing stuff out. I'm sending emails. Um, I'm working through processes or I'm in meetings. And I'm just, I'm just kind of blitzing through my day. And that, that thing pops up. It's like, and it just, it kind of shocks me for a moment. It's like, whoa, yeah, wait, stop. Am I being sensitive to the Holy Spirit, Father? Am I, am I listening to you? Who's around me? Or am I just kind of blowing right by people because I've got my checklist I've got to get done today? So, so that may be something for you that you have to think through and literally go, man, what does it look like for me to daily be aware of? And it may be something as, and to me it doesn't seem very radical, but as radical as you know, putting something in a reminder where you're getting kind of a, a kick during the day, maybe a couple times a day, where you're getting, getting a kick saying, hey, who have you encouraged today? Who have you exhorted today? Who have you brought um, a word of God to? Because here's the deal about this whole thing. Um, I don't know about you, but when, when, I, when I want things to change, I want them to change now, right? I, I, I want to be different right this instant. I want there to be that, that quick fix pill, that silver bullet, right? Um, that's, that's why the as seen on TV stuff, sells so well. I mean, all that stuff is, for the most part, junk. Yet people are looking for that, that quick fix or that silver bullet to go, just fix me now. But for us to grow in this, it's just going to take that daily faithful doing it, living it out, um, knowing that when you miss a day, um, God is not weighing down on you, you missed a day. You know, I'm checking another check off against you. Obviously, there's, there's, there's grace here, but, but God is calling us to do that. So, so how do we faithfully do that? Um, l- listen, listen to this quote by my Matt Chandler. He says this um, about this whole idea of silver bullet. If you're a Christian, your life was rooted deeply in, uh, in each before God reached down and remade you. You were out of fellowship with your creator, whether you were five or 50 or any nice round age in between. You were grounded in dry, malnourished soul, soil. 
disconnected from God, held down by the predisposed to a fallen heritage of guilt and shame or fear and anxiety of selfish ambition and pride, needy cries for approval, worldly cravings, even religious fakery and manipulation. And some of those roots are tough in coming up. They're the kind of roots that led us into carrying out the desires of, of mind and body. So, so we, need, we need those daily reminders to be an encourager. We need those daily encouragement coming back to us. Because as Matt said, some of those roots from when we were dead, God changed us. We've been transformed, right? We've been justified. What we sung about but that whole sanctification process, some of those roots are deep. And the Father is going to continue to work on them and bring things into our lives so that those roots can, can be eventually pulled up and one day we'll be completely glorified and all those, all those weeds are gone, right? But until then, we live, in the, we live in the midst of it. So we need this daily encouragement to happen to us over and over and over again. Spurgeon says it this way. Um, he says this. He says, I daily feel that the atmosphere of earth has as much a tendency to harden my heart as to harden plaster, which is newly spread upon the wall. And unless I'm baptized anew with the Spirit of God and constantly stand at the foot of the cross, reading the curse of sin and the crimson hieroglyphics of my Savior's dying agonies, I shall become as steeled and insensible as the mass of professors who already are. That leads us into that last idea this morning. Exhort one another. Be intentional. Daily do it as long as it's called today. Why? That none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. Because here's... Here's how the deceitfulness of sin works in my life. I don't know about you. The deceitfulness of sin works in my life this way. It often is like a freezing pond. When a pond first freezes over, there's just a thin skim layer of ice, right? Not thick enough to hold even a, the smallest of a, a pencil or a twig. It just breaks right through it. But as, as the cold continues... As the weather stays below freezing, that little thin layer of ice begins to thicken and get deeper and get deeper and get deeper. And one day, that thin little layer of ice that could easily be broken through is so thick and deep that an army of soldiers can, can march across it and not even know that there's water underneath their feet. That's what the deceitfulness of sin can do to our hearts. For most of us, it's, it's not this dramatic, just jump off the cliff kind of thing, but it's just this gradual root of bitterness, thin layer of ice that's very thin to begin with. And here's the deal. If we're daily getting words of encouragement and exhortation from fellow believers, from God's word, guess what happens to that little thin layer? It just keeps getting broken up. It just keeps getting shattered. It just keeps getting smashed. And so our heart stays soft and pliable and sensitive to the work of the Holy Spirit. 
So that's why God has given us this. God has given us this tool, this weapon of encouragement. I don't know if you've ever thought about encouragement as a weapon, but it's a weapon. It's a weapon against the deceitfulness of sin. So brothers and sisters, this morning I want us to be reminded that we need to daily be doing that with one another. Don't let a day go by where you're not speaking those words of truth to your spouse if you're married, to people in your community group, to other believers that are around you. And here are some practical things that I want you to think about as you you do that. Be sincere. Be sincere. Proverbs 10, 11 talks about a righteous man is is a wellspring of life. Be sincere in the words that you say. Again, don't just be blowing smoke. Be looking at what is the Holy Spirit doing in this person's life and how can I give them specific words of encouragement. That's the other thing, too. Be specific. You know, it's, it's nice for somebody to say, hey, you did a really good job today. Thanks. I appreciate that. But how much more so are these words impactful in my heart? Charles, I really appreciate you're sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the way that you have just guided our band and led them to help us to the throne of the Savior. Now, how much deeper do those words go than, hey, you did a nice job today? So be really intentional. Be really specific. Really, really encourage the, the, the things that you see in them that the Holy Spirit is doing in them because it brings honor and glory to the Father. And the last thing I want you to remember in, in that, just, just practically speaking, focus in on those things that, that you see in them that are, that are strengths. Paul did it with, Paul did it with Timothy. Um, when he talked to Timothy about fanning the flame, he was focusing in on, on Timothy's, Timothy's strengths. Um, it's in 2 Timothy uh, chapter, chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. In fact, go there with me for a second. I want you, I want you to see this. 2 Timothy 1, 3 to 7. He says this, I thank God whom I serve, as did my ancestors with a clear conscience, as I remember you constantly in my prayers night and day. He's talking to Timothy, okay? As I remember your tears, I long to see you that I may be filled with joy. I'm reminded of your sincere faith, a faith that dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and now I am sure dwells in you as well. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. So he's real specific with Timothy there. And he's saying to him, man, use those strengths that you have. Use the things that God has given you. That came to you when I laid my hands on you. This power, this authority, this, this ability to preach well. Fan it into flame. So be sincere, be specific. Focus on their strengths. So let us encourage each other today. As long as it's called today. So that our hearts won't be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin. As we look back at 2016, I, I, I want to encourage some of you, you know? Um, Dan and Erica Luce, you know? Doing some really cool stuff in our community group. Um, 
For those of you that aren't in our community group, you don't get to see this, but their house is just a little lighthouse of gospel activity, okay? Um, there's kids in and out all the time, right? Right, Tom? There's things probably getting broken and torn up all the time, <laughs> right? Uh, there's more toys in the yard than Dan ever wants. But God is, God is using them in some very specific ways in our neighborhood um, because they just have a servant's heart. Um, they love their neighbors well, you know, in ways that none of us will ever know. So I just want to encourage you guys this morning um, because of that, you know. So, so thank you for your faithfulness to live in a neighborhood that you may not have chosen, um, but yet God has put you there really specifically, okay? Um, and that we get to crowd into your little house, um, you know, when we're a full, full crowd. And I mean, it's, sometimes it's not an ideal setting, you know. There'll be 15 or 20 of us packed into that little living room, um, but it's the perfect place. It's the perfect place. I want to encourage some of the rest of you guys, you know, uh, JB and Emily, the way for you guys have stepped out in faith and said, hey, we're we're going to bring these little children into our house. Waddell's the same thing. We're going to bring these other people's babies into our house and care for them for a season. Um, You know, so God is using you very specifically and very intentionally just to, to, to take this home and, and open it up to kids who may never have a home, you know? Um, uh, and in the midst of that, God surprises you with your own child. Uh, you know, how fun is that? And, and the way some of the rest of you guys are doing some of the same things, I could go around the room. I mean, we could, we could spend the next two or three hours with me just intentionally going around and, and, and just affirming and encouraging you guys one by one. Um, and I would love to do that, but my wife's in the nest and, uh, she's not feeling good either, so she's like, yeah, keep it short today. I'm like, all right. So let me wrap it up by saying this. Do what I just did with others today. Just find people that God has used in your life or that you see God working in and, and just bring them a word of encouragement. And don't let it stop today. Let that become just a, a, a big part of who we are. As we move into 2016, see when we, as we do that, more and more people are going to notice that and, and, and they're going to be drawn to the Father um, as the Father draws them to himself. But they're going to be attracted to what's going on in this community of faith because it's like, man, what, what, you, guys are, you guys, there's something different going on in this, in this body of believers. And we do this, okay? So it's not this is foreign to us. All right? We're not a bunch of, you know, curmudgeons who are throwing cold water on each other on a regular basis. All right, that's not who we are. We are this. We are a body of believers who exhort. But I don't know that we do it daily. Um, So just make it more a part of who we are. Build on that with each other. Live that out. And if you're a guest this morning, pray that you'll take this back to the community of believers that you're a part of. That you'll you'll be that light that spreads. um, And this becomes a powerful tool to keep our hearts soft and pliable to the work of the Holy Spirit so that we can bring much honor and glory to Jesus Christ. Because at the end of the day, that's what it's about. All right? This is not a feel-good seminar, all right? I'm not selling you my books or tapes at the end of this day. All right? Tapes. Now you can tell how old I am. Um, All right? Because that's that's what the self-help guy would do, right? Hey, now I've got 12 steps you can buy at the back table at the end of this. That's not what we're talking about. 
we're talking about bringing honor and glory to God. And the way that we do that, one of the ways, that, one of the tools he's given us is to exhort one another daily, as long as it's called today, so that our hearts stay soft. So we break through the barrier of ice um, that could easily encapsulate our hearts because of the deceitfulness of sin. So exhort one another. Let's pray. Um, and the band's going to come. And uh, I think Tom, are you, are you, Tom's going to come and, and kind of set up the response time for us. But let me pray for us. Um, and then be encouraged. Father, I thank you for this text this morning. I thank you for the fact that, that you are working in our midst. God, I pray that, that we will take this passage to heart, that we will encourage one another, that we will exhort each other as long as it's called today. God, so that the deceitfulness of sin will not harden the heart, this new heart that you've given us, this heart that, that, it, that is soft and, and sensitive to your leadership, Father. So, Lord, give us the faith, because that's where it starts. You put that seed of faith in our lives so that we can live out this gospel that you've given to us to live out. So, Father, help us to be bold and courageous um, and to trust you as we open up our mouths, as we put pen to paper, as we put our fingers to the keyboard, and we send words of encouragement to one another. In your son's name I pray. Amen.